CG, what are we doing? We are recording an ad for Nerd Critics Premium Membership. What's that? <laughs> so, you know, you know what it is. You know what we're doing. <laughs> You're gonna make me say it. Well, I don't know what you said. I, I know what <laughs> I know what Nerd Critic is. I know what Himalaya is. I, I don't know what uh, I don't. What are you? We are recording an ad for Nerd Critic to the Max. That's right. <laughs> That's what this is. So so if you go to Himalaya.com slash nerdcritic, you'll see a button that talks about becoming a premium member. It says nothing about to the max, but that's fine. <laughs> One it day. Is, it, <laughs> it is a premium membership for Nerd Critic. You get like four things. <laughs> I think it might be five, but, is it but five? we'll see. Right. We'll see. All right. You get the episodes two days early. You get bonus episodes. You get to be a part of our live shows, various live shows that we do, and a bunch of giveaways. Uh, and that's the four I know of. Is there a fifth? Well, the fifth thing technically actually is uh, is that uh, you never have to listen to these kinds of ads. Oh, yeah. It's all, they're all ad-free. That's right. Ad-free episodes, yeah. including the bonus episodes, which sometimes have nothing to do with movies. A lot of the times have nothing Usually to do with have nothing to do with movies. There's stuff like uh, Jordan's love for Legos. That's right. There's stuff like Jordan's hate for bicycle helmets. Oh, man. <laughs> and everything in between. I don't know if this is a good pitch. <laughs> Let's walk that back real quick. Uh, how much does it cost? If for, in my opinion, it costs a couple of dollars. No, no, no. A few. I don't remember which one. I forgot what stance I took, but it's $2.99. It's $2.99. It's and 299. There's been, there have been some arguments about whether $2.99 constitutes a couple or a, or few. a few. I guess it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a fupple. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fupple. It's a fupple of dollars. <laughs> For just a fupple of dollars each month, you're going to be a part of Nerd Critic to the max. And think about it this way. Do you really want a fupple of dollars? Are you going to miss your, a fupple of dollars? Are you, the question. Do you want to hold on to, in your hands, a fupple of dollars? I think you want to get rid of that. Yeah. I think you need to get rid of that. It doesn't sound great. I don't want to hold on to a fupple of dollars. I don't want a fupple of anything, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Well, I, do, do you think we were really I, convincing? Not at all. Oh. But, you know, that's kind of what we do. We're just, <laughs> we're there, and hopefully people enjoy it. So Listen, if you I, want to enjoy a little bit more, go check out Himalaya.com slash nerdcritic. Well, I don't love the... The lack of confidence? I don't love the lack of confidence, <laughs> but... Listen, we said for a fupple of dollars. <laughs> all right, just just cut. Just, it's fine. <laughs> It's funny the like uh, the the slight conversational tone switch that happens when we press record. <laughs> it's like we're just like hanging out and then we press record and then and then suddenly we sit forward a little bit. People are listening. <laughs> we're like there's going to be probably a lot of people that listen to this. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Nerd Critic, a deep dive into big movies from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. My name is Jordan and I am CJ. Jordan here is our studied and credentialed a critic. And CJ is our resident nerd wearing another boat shirt. It's the same boat shirt as I was wearing in the previous episode. Okay, well, I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but, uh, well, but far fine. be it for me to shame somebody for wearing the same shirt uh, more than once. It's I true. I have like four shirts. Also, uh, I don't, I always come prepared. 
That's good to know. Do you know what that is? Wait a second. My shirt underneath. Homeland Intervention. Oh, shield. It's obviously it's shield. shield. It's obviously <laughs> shield. <laughs> also, I almost yeah. just gave away one of the answers of the Nerd Critic Quiz. Yeah. That you can find you online them. right now for up to $300 <laughs> of giveaways. <laughs> That was terrible. You just assaulted people's ears. <laughs> yeah. So what Jordan was talking about was for our 100th episode where we were talking about Joker. Uh, we are just deciding to celebrate. And the way that we're going to celebrate is that we have a uh, a nerd trivia uh, quiz. It's a throwdown. And this is, st- this is a quiz made by yours truly. Uh, and so what you're going to do is you're going to go online and you're going to take this quiz. The highest score for this quiz, uh, no cheating, um, and is going to win uh, nearly $300 worth of swag. I don't know why you're even saying all this. I just said all of that. Yeah, but but they didn't know what you were talking about. Now they do. <laughs> uh, so if you go to nerdcriticpodcast.com, you'll see – well, actually, right when you press enter and right when you get to the website, you'll have a pop-up. Yep. That pop-up gets all up in your grill. Yep. It's very invasive. Yeah. <laughs> It's a really uh, aggressive, <laughs> aggressive marketing technique. Uh, but there you go. And then you just say, let's do it. It's totally free. Just go and uh, and try and do your best to answer. Uh, and uh, we, I don't think we've gotten any perfect scores yet. So you stand a chance, people. Uh, and then uh, not only will you win all of that swag – which I have, I do have to, I have to make sure that you guys know how much I care about this. This is swag from my personal nerd collection. Okay, so this is oh, this is not this is not just this is how invested I am in making sure that somebody comes onto this show and they try and have a movie, a comic book movie trivia showdown against me just so I can prove that I am the true resident nerd. Oh man, the stakes could not be <laughs> higher. Also, um, I, I have had several friends take the nerd critic quiz and it is very demoralizing. <laughs> it's it's I don't tough. Want to, I don't want to dissuade our audience from taking the quiz. You should take the quiz. It's a fun quiz. I helped write the quiz, not the questions, but uh, all the stuff that makes you feel bad about yourself. Um, and uh, and it, because because it's how I felt when I tried to I'm try, I tried to help give you the experience that I had when I was taking the quiz. Well, what happened was, <laughs> which was very demoralizing. <laughs> what happened was, I made a quiz. Yes, and I sent it to you, and you're like, "What is this?" <laughs> You're like, this is not a difficult quiz. I got like nine out of ten. Yeah, you're like, you need to make this more difficult. And I was like, okay, I just don't want to, I don't want to freak people out. You know what I mean? I don't want to alienate people. So then I made it harder and I sent it to you and you essentially said, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That was good enough. That's hard enough. (laughs) I feel like I don't know anything anymore. Uh, yes. But yeah, you should go check it out. We, uh, uh, I'm really excited about it. We've had a lot of tied scores, which if the highest score is tied, then we'll just draw a random name out of those. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you get a bunch of swag and you get to come on the show. Yep. So yeah. you're welcome. And whether you beat CJ at his own game or not, 
uh, you're going to get that swag. It's true. So, it's true. So you can't lose if you win. And this swag includes <laughs> my well, probably my favorite thing that it's in there are Batarang cufflinks. Which is amazing. Which is pretty dope. Which is why you're not giving those away if you win. <laughs> yeah. I might want to keep those. So if you beat me, I'll give them to you. If not, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are we talking about today, Jordan? Today we are talking about a movie that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. We are talking about Brad Astra. <laughs> Brad Astra, <laughs> yes. a.k.a. Ad, Ad Astra, Astra, starring Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Uh, so this is actually a unique Ad, situation. Ad Pitt. Wait, sorry. Yes. B- because usually uh, you'll write some notes on a Google Doc, yeah. and so I can go on there and I can see your opinion beforehand. Yes. That did not happen this time, so I don't know your opinion. Yeah, I deliberately kept you in the dark. So I have my own notes that are away from you so that you don't know my but opinion. That always happens. So I wanted it's you true. to know how it feels <laughs> to not know... What your companion in movie criticism thinks about a movie always, before we're live I, recording. I do keep well, it to myself. I guess we're not live. I could edit live. this, but I never do. We don't. I've actually told some people that, and they're really surprised by that. We do not edit this podcast. Yeah. Well, we, so, okay. we throw the beginning and the end. Every once in a while, I will go in and take out some egregious error. Sure. Like some sort of like career-ending, <laughs> like... The fact that they just said that means have a they couple are that not came allowed my mind. to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> uh, but that's happened like a maybe three or four times since we started in yeah. like our 90-something episode, yeah. episodes that we've done. So. so here we are. So here we are not, not editing. Okay, maybe so, I'll edit this out. <laughs> uh, so let's <laughs> anyway. Let's uh, let's talk about the case. So n- this is the spoiler-free part. Spoiler-free. What do you think? Mixed. Okay. Um, I really loved a lot of it. Okay. Like, really. Um, so, first of all, uh, some high-level notes. Brad Pitt. We talked about Brad Pitt a lot for our Fight Club episode. Yeah. A lot. And our Once Upon a Time episode. And our Once Upon a Time episode. And we established that Brad Pitt's type is coolest guy in the room. <laughs> like, he will always be yeah. the coolest guy. Yeah. Like, you don't get to be cooler then Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he does that in this movie. He's the coolest guy in the room. Um, you know, most capable, you yeah. know, strong, strong, silent type, which we talked about a little bit. Heart now. rate, literally. Yeah. Steady all yeah. the time. Yeah. Resting heart rate of like 47. Yeah. <laughs> which, what is yeah. that? Yeah. It's like Chris Traeger from Parks and Recreation. Anyway, <laughs> he's like a machine. Anyway. Um, so, so there's that version, but also I, I don't know that I've seen any other movie where we have seen Brad Pitt do vulnerable Mm. the way that he does in this movie. Mm, Sure. So that, so, and I think he delivered. I think that like we got to see, uh, a version of the character that he does that was a lot more broken and a lot more, uh, in need and a lot more, um, you know, sort of. Lost, yeah, really. lost, yeah, and like, yeah. and yeah, and 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 to see an, a much, I think, more satisfying arc than I may than maybe we've ever seen for a Brad Pitt character. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like your initial thoughts are mixed, but leaning towards positive. I would say positive, definitely. I okay. hope people see this movie. Let okay. me say that right off the bat. I hope people see this movie because it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most beautifully shot movies, uh, a space movies. It's a modern sci-fi. There's a lot of Fairly good, fairly consistent, hard science fiction. I'm going to put in quotes here. 
Um, and it gets a little squishy in some places, which is frustrating. And sure. We'll talk a lot about that because this movie wants to be a hard sci-fi. And, uh, and it does a pretty good job most of the time and then a pretty bad job sometimes, some spectacularly t- bad times. Um, but in general, it's pretty great. Um, and there are some... Um, there's some really great, great performance, especially from Brad Pitt. Um, and and honestly, just the images of this movie are sublime. Bonkers. Like, yeah. like sublime. That's my that's my take. So uh, yeah. You usually we don't disagree very often. Ooh, I am. Uh, what, what have you got for me? Uh, my my disagreement is definitely mixed, so we'll agree there, but oh. definitely leaning towards negative. Oh, CJ. Yeah. yeah. So when I left uh. when I left this movie, my thought was, was that movie just like so deep it's going over my head? And then I, the longer I've thought about it, the more I've realized, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't, okay. Okay. I don't okay. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so excited to to, to dig in. So um, before we do that, what uh, what spoiler free stuff do I want to say? What spoiler free stuff do you want to say? Uh, the the first two notes I have are it's gorgeous. It is so it is gorgeous. so gorgeous. It's I saw like an IMAX. Surpassingly, me too. Oh, surpassingly beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. And then Brad Pitt is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I mean Brad Pitt. I he has no. I think you. I think you brought this up. I don't remember if we were recording or it was just a casual conversation, but Brad Pitt has no reason to be as good as he is at acting. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he's somebody sure. that could, that could have made a career entirely off of his looks. Yeah. Uh, but he invests and he does really well in this movie. And I really, really liked him. It's yeah, it's, it's really fantastic there. Uh, I'm really excited to get into it with, because I believe I'm going to, okay. I feel like my mission has been cut out here. <laughs> I believe that I will change your mind about this movie a little bit. Uh, I I'm definitely open minded to that. It's not I'm not leaving with a with a solidified opinion so much so that I can't be convinced otherwise. Yeah. There might be some hidden themes in there that I missed or that, that but I, I'm, I I'm really, willing to talk about I it. I really 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 want people to see this movie. Okay. I really do. I really want people to see this movie. It has some flaws and we'll talk about them and I'm excited to talk about them because I think they're uh with a movie that is that is uh, so ambitious and trying to do and trying to be such a big thing in a in a really uh, slightly avant garde and like very artistic way yeah. um, in a, in a way that doesn't pander is like pretty awesome and um, and so you know the flaws that it has are a little bit easier to spot because of so many of the things it does right and I'm really excited to talk about that um, so before we spoil anything, I really do want to encourage our audience to see this movie. This is a good space movie to see. Like if you if you were the kind of person who likes sci-fi at all, see this movie. Sure. Really, honestly. You you, you definitely didn't need to know if you're going into this movie, you need to know that it is a slow burn. It is. It is not it's not it's not it's not even like an interstellar. It's not a, a gravity. It no. doesn't, it doesn't have all, it doesn't have the suspense or the, uh, like, yeah, the, the moods that that one did. It's very, it's very much a slow burn. It's, it's a, a thoughtful movie, but also it thoughtful. has magnificent images and it, is, it does it, no and question. It, and, and it has some sequences that are incredibly thrilling. Like I would say there are, there are several very, 
very good sequences. But once again, we'll talk about we'll that. Ta- we'll talk about uh, that. And, uh, and so please, please go see it. Please go see it and then come back and listen to the, the rest of this episode. And if you must, you can let us spoil it to death for you and then go see it. But I sure. really do hope that our audience goes and see this movie. All right. Anything else we need to say in our spoiler-free section? I don't think so. Let's 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 dive into let's our spoiler today. It's it's spoiler warning moving okay. forward. First of all, the okay. thing we agree about: Brad Pitt's performance, A- amazing. The beginning thing and the end thing, the symmetry, right? Yeah, like him saying, um, "I like the the body language, the posture of him saying, like." I feel good. I slept enough. Blah blah blah. And sure. like, and he's kind of like, his head is hanging down a little bit. His eyes are t- like, it's very high contrast. So his eyes are like totally in dark. Yeah, he looks kind of like a ghoul. He looks the least attractive he's ever looked. I think in his life. He's still um, got the jaw, uh, though. Yeah, no, certainly. <laughs> but and then the end of the movie, he's standing there, and he's kind of, he's just like, his posture is different, and he's. And he's saying almost the same things, yeah. but in a totally different way. Yeah. And at the end of the monologue, it's not like I, the, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to rely on anybody else. It's I know that I rely on a lot of other people, and like it's just a really, I uh, yeah, it's a really nice symmetry, CJ. I, it, it works really it was, well. It was, it was, it felt really on the nose. It was, it and was very heavy handed. It was heavy handed. You are right, and and I want to say for the first, the first thing I want to say, just this is my like, this is my opening shot. Okay. To like try to bring you over to my side. Okay, all right. What if you deleted the entire voiceover track? It'd be a much, much better movie. Agreed. No question. Agreed. Yeah. And if I was going to make one big change in this movie, I would have done that. I would have said, delete the voiceover narration. And if you did that, all the things that are working really, really well would have worked really, really well in a satisfying way. Instead, I had to to be very generous. I had to like say, okay... I get what you're trying to do. It's really beautiful. I wish you hadn't had to been telling me all the way through yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah, I uh, okay. I, I completely agree. I feel like so. This is the this is the analogy that I thought of for this movie. Um, and this we're supposed to, we're supposed to go into the nerding out part, but we'll, we're jumping right. We in. will nerd out. We'll, some, we'll nerd out. I mean, there's. But yeah, for, for I can't help myself. I'm for me, know. this movie felt like like if you go to a nice restaurant and you order some chicken a la something something or another, yeah. and it comes out and it's on a really big plate, but it's like one of those plates that's like kind of a bowl plate too. Yeah. And there's a piece of chicken in the middle, and it's drizzled with something, and it's like multiple colors of different sauces, and it's all artsy, and there's a little leaf of something or another on the top, and it looks really really good. And then you eat it, and you're like the this is chicken. <laughs> that's all. That's all this is. <laughs> that's a great analogy. That's what this movie was for me. It was absolutely gorgeous, uh, but I really felt like it was trying to be so much deeper I, than it was. I have a theory, and I would love for somebody who knew anything to contact me. If you or somebody you know possibly knows what the production, what the development story of this movie is, please let me know yeah, because really I want to know because I would, I would, I believe very possibly, very likely that a version of this movie existed that didn't have a voiceover model, a voiceover narration at all, like none. Yeah. And then it got like pre-screened, it got like reviewed, it got it got whatever, all the stuff that happens that the, in the development process where producers and other above the line people and financiers are looking at it and they're saying, people are not going to understand what the crap you're doing in this movie. And so, um, and I because I know of several movies 
that absolutely without question this happened to where like there was a version of the movie that was working really well and it was really good and then and then executives were like doesn't make any sense no one's gonna understand this and so they they literally wrote a voiceover narration for it and then the whole thing so i believe that's what happened with the movie i could i could see that happening you know what else i could see were studio notes Hmm. Uh, this is way too boring. We need like some moon pirates and some monkeys. <laughs> that's what I could say. Those are happening. good sequences, they, though. Th- that's but that's the problem for me. Is the, I agree. Those are good sequences. The monkey one's fine. The moon one is phenomenal. Yeah, I really really like it. The problem is they didn't feel like they belonged in this movie. <laughs> it was like it was like a there, sudden there thing. There was there was a there was a little bit of a uh, there was a little bit of a. Um, they felt a little bit pandering. Um, I think that they should have been handled stylistically a little bit differently. And it, it's like it tried to become an action movie for a minute, and that was wrong. It's like yeah. it should, but all the same things probably should have happened. But it should have happened a little more impressionistically, and then it would still be—it would have still been amazing. But yeah. it would have felt like it was more tonally consistent with the movie. I agree with you. I think that actually the monkey scene was almost perfect. Um, for being a microcosm of like showing like how how like hostile space is. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like it's funny because it's this it's a bubble so oh man, I love that scene. Because like they come up to this this craft, which is derelict, and they get inside of it and there's nobody around and they're like, what, you know, happened here? And then like, you know, he sees the guy, like the, his partner stops responding, and he sees him like shaking from behind, and it's horrible. And then like, and then there's a monkey, and uh, <laughs> and so. You, but even and, just what you said, do you not see the problem with that? No, though? I don't. And okay. here's the reason. Here's the reason. Okay, so here's so so here's space, right? Sure. And space is space is infinitely hostile. You can't you can't live in it. It's yeah. it's to, it's totally full of things that will kill you. Everything yeah. like it's it's uh, it's uh, uh, Carl Urban in in the first Star Trek remake or, or yeah uh, yeah yeah whatever. It's like everything bones. every bones yeah. everything is gonna kill you. Yeah, this is not a place to go. Yeah. right. I mean, in Star Trek, it's fantasy, and so you don't really believe him because it's, uh, it's it's cute and comfy. It's Star Trek, right? But in this movie. You get the sense, oh, everything's gonna kill you. Everything is gonna kill you. Yeah. And so, but and so here's like a man-made craft that is designed to be a bubble of life. But then in that bubble of life is something else that's gonna kill you. Yeah. Like it's literally this like this. Uh, it, it, it's 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 such a perfect expression of hostility. Like you can't live in this place without like essentially detaching from what we consider to be sort of like normal and human and like real and okay. And the fact that it was a monkey, perfect, you know? I love it. I love it. I thought it was great. I mean, I'm I like I'm fine with it all, but it just like that and the moon scene just felt so so tonally off. Like yeah. like I like I was actually really excited with the whole with the whole monkey thing. That they were going to go down this road of, like, space madness mm. and, like, where that leads you. And I was really excited for it. And it turns out that the monkey is just a a, no, that, a simile see, to the father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I, get, and I get all of that. But it was it, – it was uh, – 
it just it 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 felt a little bit whiplashy. Just like the moon, like the moon sequence is is amazing. I really like it, and like the whole world building idea of like the moon is basically just a tourist trap for all these really rich people, and there's we have not figured out what land looks like on the moon yet. So there's space pirates and like that whole idea is fascinating. I absolutely love that. Um, don't know why it was in there. I think it was in there to show like people die all the time. So it's like, and that's what the two, the monkey and the moon thing were like, people die. So all the the things that they're trying to set up are like, it's this, it's this, the theme that they're exploring. And you're right. It is not like deeply complex, but once again, you don't need a deeply complex theme to be really set. Like you don't need a a theme to be deeply complex, to be satisfying. You just needed to be executed really well. And the problem with the execution, it was that it was too on the nose. And so if it had been pulled back a lot in terms of, them just like telling it like so that's the thing all the scenes told us what we needed to know without being told what we needed to know through the voiceover narration the entire time so if they would strip if we'd stripped out the narrate the narration track yeah then what you get is a scene where you see a guy over and over and over again both being but choosing seemingly rightfully to be totally alone because every time he's not totally alone crap just happens it get like stuff is terrible yeah and the people who are supposed to be supporting him and helping him turn out to just essentially like ruin everything so that it can't work and so and so you get to the point where eventually you know he's he's like so 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 you have a character who believes in his soul that he's meant to be alone totally 100 percent alone and and like and which is which is which is great. Once again, not complex, but like really fitting and told perfectly visually through all sure. the scenes that happen up to this point. To the point that he gets he believes that he needs to get onto the ship that's going to go, you know, make contact with his insane father and all that stuff like works really really well in terms of just like setting up the idea of a character who believes uh seemingly rightfully that he needs to be totally alone. And so Anyway, uh, anyway, and so then the whole, of course, the theme is like, no, like you, you, you need to not be alone. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And, and which, which I'm, I'm fine with a straightforward theme. I'm fine with that being the thing. It's, it's, it's the fact that you, that it seemed to be dressed up. It was like, let's take this super simplistic theme and let's dress it up in 2001, a space odyssey. Well, in these long drawn out shots in this, in this character that's, Really, like, inside himself and yeah. struggling with the world around him or the lack of world around him. Yeah. And, it, and, and it was just – it was, like, long. And it was only two hours long. It wasn't that long of a movie. But, like, it just – it felt like it was trying – like, the, the themes and then the, the style did not jive at all. So I had a really hard time <clears throat> knowing how to feel. Not only that, but, like, because Brad Pitt's character – like his his whole character is heartbeat doesn't go above 80 right so it's this character that just doesn't show a lot of emotion yeah. right it, like even in stressful situations he doesn't show a lot of emotion thus he's meant to be in space cuz it's st- stressful all the time but he can hold his crap together he can land the thing on mars and he can take over and he can make it to neptune all by himself right he's that character but because of that i didn't really know how to feel I didn't know how to invest myself because he wasn't feeling anything and he was my vehicle into the movie. Sure. So I had a hard time, like, until, like, the only thing that really, really worked was the attachment to the father, 
One, I'm a sucker for that. Two, <laughs> that's the only time he really showed emotion when they didn't tell him if his father responded or not. Yeah. And so Which I think is really I think is really great. So so okay. Can you picture a version of the can you can you like try to get into a version of the movie that didn't have voiceover narration? Can you try to like yeah, Think but that's not the that movie. I, no, but 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 here's what I'm saying, CJ. It is the movie. It is the movie. It's just that, like, so it's the movie. It's the same way as any like. If there's a fatal flaw of a movie, it's not that you're saying, oh well, uh, you know, just pretend it doesn't exist and it's fine. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, can you see the movie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just see the movie. Yeah. Can yeah. you just see the movie? Can you not? If like, if you turn the sound off, almost right. Sure. Like. Like, can you, can we just like, like, can you see how beautiful it could have been if they, if, if Brad Pitt hadn't been telling us what was going on the whole time? Yes. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, I absolutely can. I mean, that was one of the first thoughts that I, that I had. Yeah, and same. the, and the moment that was the most eye rolly for me, uh, was when his dad was telling him, you need to let me go. Yeah. That, Cause that it, was so on the nose, but maybe without the narration, it wouldn't be as on the nose. No, I don't I, think. I, mean, I don't think it would have been as on the nose. And I think there's also a few lines of dialogue I could have also gone without, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I think it's actually, it's actually fantastic. So the the image to me is the best thing about this movie, and this is the image. The image is uh, a man on Earth whose father left him. Because he was on a mission, mm-hmm. like the most important mission ever. Yeah. Right? Ever. Which is a theme that like we are familiar with. Like the if you really care about your your mission in life, yeah. you're willing to sacrifice everything, including your family and your yeah. friends and like because your 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 relationships don't matter as much as your mission. Yeah, it's like, a, we've seen this theme. A it's million army. Times. It's Steve Jobs. It's, it's everything. Yeah, yeah, it's every. It, I mean, we like we have like you know, k- k- true people writ large who have done this with yeah. their lives, and we've seen what they've been able Athletes, to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then if you give so if you give that man a mission that is like surpassing, like we're going to make contact with, with. Art with uh, extraterrestrial life, like that's the mission, right? Okay, great. That's really cool. So we take this guy's father. That's what he did. But you don't. But you don't. That's not the story we're telling. We're telling the story about his son, who is now adrift because his father has essentially made him into this person that he sort of feels the same way. Like I have this mission. I don't need other people because like I'm doing the most important work that could possibly be done. And like, and, and anyway, so sorry, the image that I'm trying to draw is basically the image of the solar system on like a, one of those, like, you know, elementary school maps Sure, where you've got the, the, sun, the sun and then the, and the, uh, the, uh, in the line, and then the earth. And yeah. then the end of the line, we've got technically now the last planet, which is Neptune yeah. instead of Pluto, which is no longer a planet. Poor Pluto. Um, Poor Pluto. <laughs> but that you have uh, the, a straight line, basically, from the Earth all the way to Neptune. And that the conceit of the movie is if you can get all the way to Neptune and maybe beyond, you can you can discover whether or not we're alone in the universe. Because you got to get out of the heliosphere, which is, a, which is a squishy, not great, accurate sci-fi moment. But whatever. We're, we're going we're gonna to just draw the image. So the image is main character going all the way out to Neptune to 
to discover that being totally alone, like that, that humanity is basically what he is. It's totally alone. And so in order to like, so, so then like you, you essentially like, I love the mission accomplished moment. Like, you know, you, you did it. Like you found out we're isolated. We're a hundred percent alone, which means time to go back home. Yeah. So that's the image. And it's a beautiful image and it's shot that way. It's a gorgeous, it's a gorgeously rendered movie for that image, for that like very simple, like there and back again theme, right? Like sure. that's that's the whole point. So it's mucked up by all the talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. Like I understand that that uh, one of the themes that they're trying to get across is, and it's and it's illustrated in uh, in Brad Pitt's character's moment where. Uh, where he's talking to his dad and he says that, you know, you accomplished your mission. We now know that we're all we've we're got. We're all we've got. Which right? I would be, I'd be I'm, I'm perfectly happy having that line stay in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's that's great. That illustrated to me like this, the, the whole over, uh, the whole overarching theme of, uh, of it's, it's that we can't isolate ourselves uh, in hopes that that something beyond something over there, something on the other side of the fence, is go- is going to be greater and is yeah. going to be what we're looking for and is going to scratch that itch. But we need to look at what we have now, right? And and uh, the the fact that the father found all of these planets and yeah. they were fantastic and they were beautiful and you could study them, but they didn't have life, so they're the, he totally ignored them because that wasn't isn't what he was looking for. Yeah. So I get I get all of that and. It it was, and I love the, I freaking love that message. That's a message. That's a, that's it's, a theme. It's gorgeous. That I am so attached to and I understand. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just, I, I feel like, here's another analogy for you. I feel like, and maybe, maybe I'm just too attached to the sound the dialogue, the, narr- the narration or whatever. Just looking, I'm trying to stop myself and look at it just visually. I mean, it's great. It's gorgeous. But it, it, it did feel like that old person that tells a, a five-minute story in 45 minutes. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah. I get that. But I didn't have to go on that <laughs> whole journey to get to get there. Um, and it also, like, it's not complex because it's literal distance. You know what I mean? It's like he literally has to go on this journey that Dude, is farther know, than man. anything. I, I, I really dug it, man. I, I really dug it. Like, the, the I, like, so it's not, it's not that it's breaking any ground. That's sure. the thing. It's yeah. not that, like, oh, I never thought of that. It's like, it's, it's the way, it's, again, it comes back to execution. And for me... Like the thing that I love and that I wish it was it was it leaned even harder into, like my one of my favorite images or moments is is this is like I really probably my probably my favorite image in the movie was him uh, in his spacesuit drifting in Neptune's orbit like between the two sh- like spacecraft yeah and like having lost connection with literally everything like this was the moment. That he was a hundred percent alone, like not even attached, like attached to nothing. Yeah. Just like, and that, I don't know why, and I think it's probably. So this is so this is kind of personal. <laughs> I think this is probably attached to like growing up as an only child, mm. and like, I spent a lot of time alone as a kid, like probably way too much. Um, so this is getting a little TMI. So I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna be judicious here with what I like you know how my, how personal I make this. Sure. 
I, I do think people will welcome the the, the personal stories, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying. Um, but basically, I grew up I grew up as an only child um, of a single parent who had to work really hard and really long hours to like keep us afloat. Um, and my mom was great. She's a really fantastic parent, um, like very loving, very open. Um, uh, like I credit her for a lot of the things I love best about myself. However, it was just her. And there's only so much you can do as a single parent of an only child. Yeah. I spent a ton of time alone, like way, way too much time alone. And, um, as a result, I've got baked into me this idea that I need to be by myself. Like I, like I'm not a hundred percent safe unless I'm alone. Hmm. Like I'm not a hundred percent myself unless I'm alone. And like that, um, the idea or the, the, the image of being like adrift and not even adrift, like going somewhere, but just like essentially like a particulate in, in space. Yeah. You know, yeah. like in a spacesuit, breathing and being alive, connected to nothing to the point where like, you know, uh, like I can see a whole planet in front of me or I can see like it or the stars are just this like canvas. Right. And I, and it's just me and nothing else like that has been like an like a fantasy image in my mind for like my whole life. Mm. Like I've my whole life. I've like thought how perfect and amazing would it be to be able to experience being there Interesting. Literally in that in yeah. that spot. Yeah. Like not necessarily Neptune, but you know somewhere. Yeah. 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 Right? But like as far away. And so the image where he is out there, you know, ne- like orbiting the, m- the most remote official planet of the solar system. Yeah. And 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 rotates into view of the sun, and the sun looks like, and I think this is totally on purpose, looks like a flashlight. Looks like somebody's looking for him. Yeah. And for a second, you think, did another ship show up to like look for him? Mm-hmm. And you're, I think you're supposed to think that, but then no, it, it's the sun, and it just like happens to sort of like angle itself. Or he's angled so that it like, you know, illuminates the craft that he's like just left, and he decides to go back. So, to me, that is like that's where the power of this movie is: is in communicating those images, mm. like those really, really compelling images, which yeah. I haven't seen very often. I've never seen done that way. Yeah, I. It must be that uh, that I'm just I can't seem to turn off the narration because <laughs> that moment was great. I and, like, and was a little ruined by the narration. Uh, it w- <laughs> was a lot ruined for me by yeah. the narration. The, I, I, I'm being I'm being glib. It was yeah, ruined. By it was the narration. ruined by the narration. I wouldn't say totally ruined though because obviously I'm still talking about it. Like sure. for for me, it wasn't totally yeah. ruined. It was like I was so literally the thing that I wrote down in this like my last note that i wrote down in my in my notebook was xnay on the voiceover didn't need it at all would love to own a version of this movie without it yeah <laughs> like if i could yeah. just get rid of it i yeah. would love this movie cuz cuz in that moment you hear and it's very cuz it's it's totally silent yeah. and they're using that total silence to illustrate being totally alone yeah. and so when his voice comes in it's harsh and it kind of hurts. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's him asking, why try? Yeah. Why oh, keep going? So so. Why even? So and so sad. and yeah. so just ruined it. It did. It ruined. It ruined that moment for me. Yeah. The the thought of I kept trying orbiting, to tune him out. I think by that point I was like I had trying to turn him like off. I've been practicing the whole movie yeah. like tuning it out. So like I I was 
a little bit successful and then yeah. I was I wasn't a hundred percent ruined for me. <laughs> but the whole time I was like, if I could just shut just him own up. it, yeah. <laughs> uh it what's fascinating about it, um, it's it the idea of <laughs> of uh of being in space totally alone absolutely terrifies yeah. me. Well, terrifies me. Which brings me to my next point, which is that all all true like hard sci-fi or, or even approaching hard sci-fi space movies are horror movies. I 100% agree. That's we were, we terrible. Were, we were sitting in the theater and Carly turns to me and says, I did I did realize this was this is a horror movie. And I'm like, <laughs> all space movies are horror movies. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I I uh you've you've won me over a little bit in talking about the uh, this the basically the 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 internal journey that Brad Pitt's character goes on, and I could I could recognize it while I was watching it. I could yeah. recognize all of the themes that they were talking. Well, about. Well, yeah, it's not. It's like it, there's there, it's nothing's the hidden. Mo- the movie is, and this is this is the worst thing about this movie is that it is a, it is doing the thing that we talked about Christopher Nolan trying not to do, even if he accidentally does it sometimes. Tries not to treat his audience as though they're stupid. Yeah, and like this movie to me basically decided that it was going to not make enough money if it didn't explain every yeah. step of the way exactly yeah. what it was trying to do. Yeah. And that is kind of devastating mm-hmm. because, because what you did is you took a movie that could have been beautiful and amazing and kind of timeless and you turned it into something that had way less value for a little bit of money mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? This movie still isn't going to make its money back. No Nobody way. cares like, about hard sci-fi. Yeah, if you take away the narration, you don't explain everything, I then, yeah, this movie critically would have done much better. Much better. And I do argue, in the long run, maybe had a little more legs. Yeah. I mean, It would have yeah. been relevant. It yeah. would have had. It would have had some, like, people... Yeah, but, like, unfortunately... With the voiceover narration, this movie, I think, is going to be totally forgotten. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think I'll forget about this movie because Mm -hmm. I had a kind of a powerful experience with it because I was trying so hard to ignore the voiceover narration. Yeah. But it was a lot of work. It was the weird sort of opposite kind of work that the movie didn't want me to be doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the movie was like, we don't want you to work at all. Here's voiceover narration. And I'm like, I'm going to work really hard to ignore you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, There there was the theme of uh, kind of falling into becoming your parent yeah. uh, without re- like uh, the 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 idea of of becoming your parent even when there is so much distance and so much time in between you yeah uh, is is a is kind of a fascinating theme for me partially because uh, I ended up in in podcasting which uh, my dad was in radio for 30 years and when I was getting into podcasting didn't even occur to me that I was getting into a similar field as my father, but Here podcasting is the radio <laughs> of 2019. Yeah. Uh, and so there's like these talking for a living turns out to be exactly. in your blood. Uh, I'm not, it's not quite Dan diamond, but, uh, <laughs> but still, uh, I just revealed my dad's DJ name. <laughs> nice. That'll probably embarrass him. That'll That's be good. Fantastic. <laughs> we need to come up with DJ names. We should. I mean, CJ, DJ. DJ CJ, it's it's already DJ CJ is yeah you already have it. See you know, what am I? I got nothing. Yeah, I don't. The first thing that came to mind, I'm not gonna say. (laughs) Yep, not gonna say that. (laughs) Um, so so okay, 
Uh, let's talk about one other giant problem that wasn't the fault of the voiceover narration. Okay. Ruth Nega comes in and gets him to the ship. Sure. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Like, there was no reason for her to do that. There was no reason. She came in and said, so it was your dad who killed all those people. My dad. Your dad killed my parents. Like, yeah. okay, great. What does that mean? That you're going to help him get onto the ship? For what? Yeah, that ship is what? literally going to kill the man that killed your parents. Yeah, you should be satisfied. There's literally no reason for you to get... Like, there yeah. was there was zero motivation for that. And that drove me nuts because I love Ruth Nega. For, first of all, she's amazing. And uh, and it was a total waste of a character. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, as much as I love Ruth Nega, like, if you had... In, if you had excised her from this movie, if you had excised that character from this movie and made it uh, a thing where he it would have also served the theme better, where he like on his is own, alone, yeah, yeah is al- alone on his own, found out what the truth was, and mm-hmm. then decided on his own that he needed to go mission accomplish this crap because the, because the guys who were going to do it were incompetent because that's what he believed because that's what he saw, yeah. I get that. That's great. Yeah. For him to like, for her to, it just, it just ruined a lot of stuff. And I I, like, it was frustrating because I like, when she appeared, I was like, oh great. I love Ruth Nega. What's she going to do? Like I, another character, another actor that I love on screen. Like, and this character, this movie's had a, is a bit of a poverty of characters. (laughs) There's not a lot going on. And so, um, and then like, it turned out that she was, that her character was just there to uh, sabotage the narrative momentum. momentum I, I mean, frustrating. it was it was a rough little uh, little patch of time there because yeah. the way that that everyone it was a series of unfortunate events that led to three deaths. That yeah, felt- which actually, for the record, I love that. I thought that was like a really, <laughs> I thought that was like a really awful and wonderful kind of like symmetry to set up, like. Unfortunately, the motivation to get him there didn't work, so it kind of like didn't land. But if it had worked, sure, then it would have been awesome because he goes onto the ship to say, "I want to help," and then ends up accidentally all getting all three of them killed. Yeah, uh, the whole underwater in Mars, don't, like, I'd I'd rather live inside of a clown museum. <laughs> That was another image that I was going to point out that I loved. Uh, then I then, loved it so much. Then be in the pitch black water on Mars. Yeah. It just that. And what then, if he let go? And then when <gasps> you, I can't think about when it. you come up on the other. Oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> it, it is. A, it is like a, 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 an unknown, a, a, an under underground underwater cave on a distant planet <laughs> of space. unknown expanse. I mean, who? Oh man, the Speaking whole situation. Of hostility, right? Like yeah. everything is going to kill you. And I love that when he comes up on the other side, he ascends through the rocket like the, as the rocket is like about to take off like he's climbing up next to the engines yeah and i was just like this is fantastic <laughs> um gets a little squishy once again and the last thing i have to talk about in terms of squishiness is the pretty awful last sequence where he does two bad things one bad thing that is awesome in theory and looks probably amazing on paper, and was also visually beautiful to watch. Is him using a shield? Yes. Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is absolutely not. Yeah. 100% no, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're dead. Yeah. Like, or just 
if you miraculously survive, you're stranded. You're I, just going to be part of the rings of Neptune. That's yeah. your role now in life. <laughs> I assume I assume the rings of Neptune have much larger pieces Honestly, of Honestly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they I, like they could be they could be comprised of larger or smaller or the exact same size of objects as he encountered. Yeah. Fine. The problem is that uh, if you hit objects of any size on a trajectory going one direction, your direction will change mm. dramatically. Sure. Also, you will slow down dramatically. You keep, like, anyway, also you'll die. Anyway, so <laughs> there really, honestly, it was just like a, like, like the, the, the likelihood of him passing through seemingly sort of station, like, I mean, I, I like, I get the geos, geostationary orbit kind of thing, but like, it was just like it strained credulity immensely and then broke a lot of rules. Yeah. So like I like if you had kept all the rules and strained credulity, that's one thing. But like you strained and then you broke. Yeah. So like <laughs> there was a lot and then and then the cherry on top is my favorite thing to see in a hard sci-fi movie, which is we're going to use the nuclear explosion for momentum. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. My, That's not going to happen. My, my thought, when that happened, my thought in the theater was, this happened in Star Trek. I bet Jordan's really pissed off right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I was upset. I was upset. Also because it was unnecessary. Yeah. Because guess, what, guess what's true? Orbital mechanics. Mm-hmm. So... He puts himself into the right orbit. Swing around a planet. All he has to do is nudge himself out of orbit, and yeah. he's he's going back to Earth. Yeah, it's probably going to take a really long time. It's probably going to take a long time. Yeah, but we've already <laughs> but we already understand that he's been out there for a long time. It's yeah. going to be a long time. Like he survives, great. But like, yeah. It, what what it about? Just it was an, an, an unnecessary spectacle. What you about know? the uh, what about the let's go to Earth? It's two point four billion miles away. Go to sleep, wake up. I know that there's time that passed, but they didn't. How long did it take him to get back? Oh, uh, it, it, like uh, so. Okay, so um, it would take like so a long time, a long time, <laughs> a long, 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 long time. So, so that that's that's another thing. It was kind of squishy, but once again, it was it was more of a credulity straining thing because it's like, well, maybe. I mean, this is set fifty years in the future. There's a lot of like interplanetary solar travel going on. Like sure. perhaps their perhaps their engines, like perhaps they have fusion driven engines that are stronger that they use. That they don't use to get into orbit, but that they can use. In, that's actually plausible. That's plausible. If they've mastered fusion technologies, sure. you can okay. use a fusion engine. And you could get to much higher velocities. But if you're doing that, you're not using a nuclear explosion <laughs> sure. to propel you forward, which, once again, does not work. Yeah. Does not work. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> that is not a thing. Don't try that at home. That is not a thing. You that the, well, that is just not a thing. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. I would like to actually research and find out what would happen if you were in close in 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 uh anywhere close proximity to a nuclear explosion going off in uh in space. I I'm pretty sure one of two things would happen. Either you would get a a gentle push that would irradiate you. Or you would be obliterated or nothing would happen. I don't think you don't get to. It's not going to push you. It's not going to give you velocity. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the one thing it, it promises not to do. Yeah. 
Especially controlled. Like, yeah. Like, like it, a, it was like, like the yeah. exact direction yeah. he I'm was... going to be able to get to... Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. so frustrating. I'm like... Yeah. I mean, we, Why'd you end on that note? I know, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, we saw... Everybody saw The Martian, which yeah. spent like an hour explaining orbital <laughs> mechanics. You know? Yeah. Like, Donald yeah, Glover yeah. came in yeah. and told us why <laughs> you had to be a genius. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Ah. <sighs> I, I really did, though. I really did enjoy the movie, uh, and I really do hope, maybe, maybe, that it gets uh, a release with uh, the voiceover. I'd, I'd be, I'd be, if it does... I'll own it. That would be, that would be f- a fascinating watch. I will, I will watch it again without narration. I probably All won't right. with. All right. Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> Dudes. All, all, all of you uh, 20th Century Fox people listening. I'm not sure who all was behind the financing and distribution of this movie, but I do know that Brad Pitt listens to this podcast. And so, um, you know, whatever influence you have, uh, Brad, if you could, like, you know. Make that happen. Yeah. Send someone Not a, that your voice isn't nice to listen to. No. It, it is. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. a great Ex- voice. Excellent performance. Yeah, absolutely. Not well done, sir. Not the issue. <laughs> Yeah, we're having here. Anyway. Uh, it's great. Uh, well, what are we talking about on Monday? We're talking about the Rambo franchise on Monday. Oh, we are. We are talking about the Rambo and franchise we, on Monday. we have a little guest on, and it's going to be a good time. Listen to that episode, even if you don't watch the movie, is yeah. what I say. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... People, I, people should come join us for a conversation, even yeah. if they don't see Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, I think there's uh, there's going to be a conversation uh, ab- specifically about masculinity that I am fascinated with. Yes. That whole idea, and uh, so yeah, you should give it and a also, listen. Also, Rambo First Blood is an interesting, really cool, sort of holds up really well movie, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the rest of the Rambo movies. We're going to try to f- figure out what the crap is going on with that franchise in general, <laughs> which is uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and also, uh, right around the corner, uh, September 30th, we are dropping a new podcast. Uh, Real Contender Productions is dropping a new podcast called Elliot Tree's Compendium of Mysteries. Uh, it is a uh, – oh, a, I was going to say it's a delightful podcast. Uh, I was told that we say delightful a lot. Both you and I say delightful. I don't think that – I say it as often as you. I know. I know that I'm aware that I say it often. I didn't realize it was translating to the point that like it was recommended that we make a shirt that says delightful on it. Nerd critic. (laughs) Delightful. Delightful. I'm in. I love it. I was feeling bad for a second as you were saying that. And now I'm feeling good. Uh, Yeah. It's a little catchphrase apparently. Anyway, Elliot Tree's Compendium of Mysteries is indeed delightful. Uh, so come September 30th, you should check it out. I'm excited. And thank you, Michael Bond. Uh, yeah, no, Michael yeah. Bond-Miller. What is happening, I CJ? don't know, man. I don't know. We, don't worry about as it. As we hailed at the beginning of the episode, it's been almost 100 episodes. <laughs> it's so we many episodes. We have thanked Michael Bond-Miller almost Every 100 week. times. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be the 90-somethingth time. I think six. 96. Well, it's going to be the 96th episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We often thank him multiple times in the episode. That's true. But this definitely won't be the last time I mess up his name. Well, okay, well. I'm I'm sorry, Michael. There's a couple Michaels in my life. I have a stepbrother and a half-brother and a brother-in-law all named Michael. It's hard to keep you all straight. But do you have all of those named Michael Bonmiller? No. (laughs) All right, we're going to bail here. (laughs) Thank you, Michael Bonmiller, for the music. 
And remember, CJ, what do they need to remember? To love movies like a nerd and... (laughs) It's all over, CJ. It's all over. (laughs) Respect them. I got it. It's fine. I got it. I got in my own head. You were looking at me funny. (sighs) I'm not even looking at you at all right now. Remember, everybody, please, to love movies like a nerd and respect them like a critic. And cut. (laughs) 